startups that are bootstrapped, they're really businesses already. The problem is when you do that, you're most likely going to hire awesome people who are going to do awesome things. To me, that's that's maybe there's a way to just kind of start over a little bit. Hey, listener, this is Out of Beta. My name is Peter Soom, and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit, and I'm the founder of Reform. And in this podcast, you get to follow along on our startup journeys. If you're a new listener, don't forget to check out our website on outofbeta.fm to find our entire back catalog. But we are alive now. Hello, mm-hmm. Matt. Hi, Peter. <laughs> how, uh, how is it going? Uh, somewhere between well and extremely well today. Uh, this moment i could be very different in 10 minutes but i'm enjoying it a lot right now (laughs) (laughs) that's a very undanish answer (laughs) like a positive oh yeah to that question (laughs) uh yes the screw him (laughs) yeah exactly sorry if i just uh alienated a few of our listeners uh but (laughs) it feels great yeah you uh want to get right into it you soft launched yeah, we, uh, we we soft launched. That's a good way to put it. We started calling it Go Live among the team because it was really just the act of getting all the code. Giles tweeted about it. And all the work. We can't, we can't stop others from doing that. You notice I haven't, actually. Um, yeah. And I won't because with 6,000-something followers that actually a lot of them care about Summit and what we're doing, I did not want all of them checking out the site first thing, first thing when it went live. Um, if you're listening to this, now you can. Of course, uh, and I'm not trying to like, you know, keep it uh, on the DL at all. I'm just trying to not draw extra attention to it when we're still finding those kind of bugs you can only find once you're in production. As much as I hate saying that, because it's like, well, of course you should. You're an engineer; you should have it up as like environmental variables, man. All the all those things. <laughs> it's just <laughs> there. Yeah, it's always something. But we um we made it through, and. It- it's been leaked in two happy. Slack groups that I'm in that you're in as Ooh. well. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. And the the response has been positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a very... Very positive. Very positive response to the website in particular, just the marketing site. Um, that's a new feeling, huh? <laughs> that's a very new feeling. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Long-time listeners will remember that I am, <laughs> I am the... Um, 2019, 2020, and 2021 recipient of the worst marketing site for a startup award. <laughs> and yeah. no longer. We've made a dramatic change. So feels great. But I, I think what's funny about that, first of all, it obviously feels good. Not going to lie. A lot of work went into that. What's really fun, though, is knowing that we also updated the product turn it into a platform you can publish apps now on it it's like a bona fide low-code app development platform with public sharing private sharing api access brand new colors and branding and then oh by the way completely new pricing model which is you know based on the kind of role you are on your account plus some usage if you use the api Change the way we do free trials, or the free tier is different. We no longer have a free forever plan. We have a free trial. Hmm. So we changed a ton. <laughs> I wanted to say almost everything. That's not true. But it's almost at the top three or four layers of the product just got majorly shifted. And, and yeah, we're all in. 
Amazing. And it's live. Congrats on uh, crossing that <laughs> river, as you called it yesterday. Yeah. I, I told the team, I said, uh, we, it's live. There's, we run the data, database migrations, uh, the table updates and all that. We're not going backwards. We're going forwards. I mean, we could go backwards if we had to, but like guys going forwards and everybody just felt, I think, a massive relief yesterday yeah. getting that out there. It was four and a half months of work, maybe closer to five at the end. I, I looked at what's the first day, and I'm counting from the first day where we said we should have an API and this should be a platform to yesterday. I think it was just under five months. So now obviously we shipped in between there and we released things and we got as much there as we could, but we didn't update the marketing site. We didn't make the platform features available for everybody. Didn't update the branding or the pricing model. So a lot of some shipping along the way and bug fixes, but there was just a ton of major feature work that was all connected and dependent on each other. And we finally got it out the door. <laughs> just feels great. Yeah. So what's uh, what's the next step? Uh, I think I'm gonna focus on sales now. <laughs> <laughs> I am focusing on sales. I actually started focusing on sales two weeks ago. I would say I shifted my focus to sales, and then any of my other time was spent helping with content, the migration, and the push sort of be project managing everything and then helping out however I could. But if I had spare time, I wasn't writing features or new things for the language or coming up with new product work ideas. I was reaching out to people that I think would be kind of ideal customers for this and seeing if they're interested. And that's been going really well. I've actually had, yesterday I had a call with the CEO of a, Give you an example. Yesterday, I called with the CEO of a company that does financial modeling. As a SaaS, they're a SaaS that does financial modeling, and while they have a core product, that that's their core product. That's they built it. Whatever PHP, Python, Ruby, I don't know. Um, they want more calculators for their marketing efforts and more ways to engage their potential prospects and show them runway calculations and loan calculations and fundraising and just all these things. I'm like, great. We have the platform for that. So he loved it. And as listeners know, two years ago, a year ago, you know, that kind of company was a competitor to Summit. Yeah, it's full circle. And now we are, we built a thing that makes it much easier to build those kinds of businesses. And now we're licensing that engine, that thing to those businesses as a marketing tool or a sales tool. So that's uh, engineering is marketing tool. So that feels really good. He loved it. No brainer. I'd say these sales calls are very energizing. So I, I'm actually, I, I'm an introvert. I get tired by talking after these podcasts. I'm usually pretty wiped out for a while and I don't want to do anything other than veg, which is fine. It's worth it. But I feel that way about conference talks, Zoom calls, podcast episodes. I've just wiped out after sharing. So sales is one of those things that I have skill at, but I usually find very draining. And I'm coming from enterprise sales experience with my last company where I would spend months educating, nurturing, developing relationships with prospects and closing deals. 
having these calls now, which are quote-unquote sales, where within the first eight minutes, the person says, I love it, I want it, I'm so excited, when can we start? That is a, it's a very low energy burn, let's put it that way. I kind of finish those calls and I'm, there's a little bit of a, maybe a energy sink there, but I think net-net, I kind of come out of those calls energized, because I'm not not having to do much work <laughs> it's a really great feeling no and but the work you do is kind of like a some solutions engineer or something like that you kind of just help them see if it's a good fit and see if you yeah. help them implement it i think that's the but title I, right i also um i saw you in uh i think it was the tiny yeah it was the tiny seats like yesterday mm-hmm. when people were commenting on on the new website i think tony from cloud forecast shared it and and you're like um, you're in the middle of all the replies. You were like, uh, "Yeah, Tony, I'm still working on your uh, on your calculator." <laughs> but I was just really busy with this website stuff. But it's uh, it's almost there. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it it just felt cool. Like you know, you're busy trying to like make everyone happy and trying to ship this thing, and it's just like it's a, a world apart from from half a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, actually. I, I think I can share. I had a good chat. Tony, Tony uh, Chan, Tiny Seed portfolio founder, awesome guy. Uh, Cloud Forecast is their business. They help you with monitor AWS spend. But we were chatting because their product does a lot of pricing calculations and just numerical analysis to figure out what your AWS bills are and all of that. And so in some sense, it's like, oh, a calculator. Well, we, we could use a calculator to kind of crunch the numbers on bills and stuff. And I was like, actually, what's your value prop again? We're like talking about it. I'm like, I think the calculator you actually want to need is the thing that shows your prospects how much time their engineering team is going to save <laughs> not doing what your product does. It's like, yes, actually, that's exactly what it is. So to, to respond to what you said about solutions in here, I think my sales role right now is somewhere between taking an order where somebody says, I saw the website and I definitely want this, so I had some of those, to I think I want a calculator, but I don't know what it should be yet. And that's all pretty easy because now on the website, the website has my back now because now I've got a page of five solutions that describe five use cases. So content marketing, personalized ROI forecasting, uh, product at low code product development. So I have these five pages now where depending on what the person's, doing or interested in, I can literally link them to a page and say, "This, I think this is your use case. And then usually the light bulb goes off and they're like, yeah, you're right. That is. How do I get started? So, man, it's, uh, it just, it's all lined up. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, there's a direct line between the product, the marketing and the sales efforts. And we all know that a lot of us spend a lot of time trying to get all those horses, if you will, parallel to, to each other, because usually products ahead of marketing or marketing's ahead of product or sales is lagging both or whatever it is. And it just feels um, very special to have those for now, for today, all lined up and pulling in the same direction and being at parity with each other, like even keel, where you know, we don't have a salesperson promising a bunch of stuff we don't have. We don't have product people who are like, why aren't we talking about the new thing? <laughs> it's, they're, they're in sync, which I'm bubbling over here with words because that's just a great feeling. Finally have. 
what are you when i said what what's next i'm also kind of like asking what how are you planning to keep this momentum or this yeah and and i and i could see you give an answer that's basically like um itchy flow um the interview with uh, itchy flow where david was like I, I don't know about the vision you know like we just had to like keep up with all the stuff you know we had to do <laughs> yeah so my my mental i think i think my headspace is sort of what answers that question and it's basically right now as i answer as i responded to tony hey i almost have your calculator done i'm okay with the fact that i am the only well our team is the only summit agency quotes like we're the only ones right now that will go into the editor and build a calculator for someone and then hand it to them and we can we're proving the demand side and we're we're boosting demand and we're fulfilling those orders if you will making the making stuff on demand i think you see where i'm going with that is that there are webflow bubble low code agencies where there if we can demonstrate demand and say look somebody is willing to pay to have this built or you're building a marketing site and it needs a calculator in it so i've actually the agency we used to build the website a very beautiful website uh nurture they had a client not that long ago and i think uh we haven't well, actually i don't think i know another customer of ours is a webflow agency and both of them said we have three or four websites we're working on right now where the client wants a calculator <laughs> and we have to hire a JavaScript developer or an engineer like as a part of this project, which is very expensive. It eats into our margins in order to give them a calculator for their marketing site or their page. So we're solving a real, we're helping, the value prop for them is cheaper than hiring a developer to build a custom calculator use some it's not a new expense it's actually less expensive and then you can hand the keys to your clients so if we can save agencies money i think then we have a kind of a customer factory if you will just like webflow where there's demand for a web page there's demand for a calculator they can fulfill it using our tool and then basically hand the keys to that client so that's one growth channel that i want to pursue and the other one is more organic which is go to the maker pad or maker pad right? Um, the bubble forums, Webflow forums, all of these low-code, no-code spaces and communities and just make them aware that our tool exists and that because there's this weakness in the way that math is done in these other tools, we have a solution for that now. And just getting the word out there organically, linking to the site, creating tutorials, videos, just like content marketing on that side, educational content marketing, I would say, to teach low-coders how to use Summit as a part of their stack is the ground um, ground effort. The air attack, if you will, is what I said with the agencies and others who are higher leverage. You know, they are building things all the time, and they have a B two B sort of business need for something like this. So it's a go to market focus, and yeah. I'm really excited because. I think it's cheaper, faster, and better all at the same time for all of these people. It's not a new expense. It's not a bigger expense. <laughs> it's actually cheaper and better and faster to market for for all of them than the alternatives. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet spot to be in if, if, <laughs> if people are already paying for that. 
Yeah, I, I, I actually I should address that. I think I found two things. One is they're already paying for it by hiring a custom developer yeah. or hiring a developer to write custom code, which is expensive. The quality isn't great. And yeah. they're paying hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars for that. The other thing that they're doing is they're getting partway down that path, getting excited and then realizing the cost and then backing away and saying, never mind, like we'll live without it. I don't want to spend $5,000 on this or $800 yeah. on this today. So we're finding people who are one of those. And what they're saying that is they're like, oh, but if you had told me it was going to cost, you know, 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month or whatever the sense of working, like I would have done that in a heartbeat. And so it's kind of like the, um, you familiar with Banner Bear? Yeah. Okay. I think that's a great example of like this utility that nobody wants to build their own social media banner creator <laughs> widget yeah. thing. But if you tell them that for 100 bucks a month or 150 bucks a month, like we'll we'll take care of all that for you and do it what do it right. People just want to people just want to buy it because they would probably say I hate the fact that our banner sucks, but Maybe I live with that, but there's definitely a demand at a certain price point. There's a willingness to go. Well, sure, if I, but if I can have it for a hundred bucks, like I'll do that. I'll, I'll definitely do that. So I think already paying. I was responding to that. In some cases, they're not already paying, but I mm-hmm. do think kind of going back to classic classic economics here. There is a price point at which they're willing to to do it, and we hit that price point really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. So the demand is there, and that's the pull. Market that's pull. That's good. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we started to sense this during that four- or five-month build-out, so it's not like we went in blind. We didn't put all the chips into the middle of the table and then, and then get the, the, the river. You know, like we got a peek at it, but it's really exciting once you take that huge step and go all in to continue to see, you know, the validation um, and go, okay, we didn't just get lucky or have a weird anomaly where suddenly a bunch of people that I happen to know said they wanted a calculator. That's it's feeling pretty good, man. I think we're going to be working on some some sales traction here for the next six to nine months. Yeah. I mean, sell as many of those calculators as you can, even if even if it's a low entry price, it's a very mm-hmm. sticky mm-hmm. thing, you know? Right, right. I, I, On the pricing part, I, I think outbound sales doesn't actually work if your price point is too low, obviously. And at $24 a month entry level, it doesn't work. However, I look at this more as a very long, very long, very high lifetime value because of the stickiness. And we just need the revenue. And some of these are more like little little intercom size deals where it starts at 25 bucks a month, but at some point if they have 20 calculators all running in their marketing site, it could be a $500 a month expense and they're completely happy because it's a piece of their marketing spend. It's a that, lead generation machine. Yeah, it's part <laughs> of their lead generation. They love it. Why, why would they? Yeah. It's, it's not... It's not not worth it. So in that sense, <laughs> oh, we can scale Each of this. these calculators generate 100 new leads a month. Yeah, I, I was talking to calculators? someone. <laughs> I was talking to somebody recently, and they said, yeah, our, our average contract value for first year 
is fifteen hundred dollars. So that suggests that they're charging what, like a hundred and hundred bucks a month, hundred twenty-five bucks a month, something like that, minimum. And so they said, yeah, even if somebody were to run a silly number of simulations, say a hundred, right, or a <laughs> thousand, if that gets them warm, warmed up and in the door as a lead, it's five to somewhere between five and fifty bucks to get them to buy a $1,500 solution with a 90% margin, like yeah. it's worth it. It The math works. Yeah. So yeah, my hobby is to good. have an app for my mortgage where I can calculate um, how much it would be to refinance or what it, what I would, yeah. if it would be worth to refinance it. Yes. <laughs> I do that every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. So there's a, there's, there's just a lot of different, places to go with this but um i see enough opportunity in each sort of circle of friends that i have on the internet to kind of build sales traction for for a while to answer your original question is where do i go now i think it's matt goes to market (laughs) (laughs) great yeah yeah i like that yeah that's That's awesome really good it's uh well it's the early phase of the launch you haven't really you haven't That's made a right. splash yet, but uh, no. the reaction is really solid. So, it's a. Yep. I'm very optimistic that you'll get a great, create a great wave <laughs> of demand once you you push the big button. Yeah, I think the big button is going to be, you know, that's the blog post, tweet, whatever, product hunt kind of thing. Perhaps I don't know. We'll we'll find places to places to play it. But we're going to have a meeting tomorrow just to talk about that exactly and say what's our what's our actual launch plan now that we know the code works and things are happy and yeah uh, customers are happy yeah yeah or you might end up being so busy just helping the people that are already finding the website that you just end up never launching (laughs) (laughs) i I have a there's a feeling of that i i gotta write a blog post i gotta do a few things but if I'm just so busy making pizzas, as it were, that I can't like run around with the sign <laughs> saying "fresh pizza served daily, come come inside." Yeah, we're gonna have to find somebody else to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we were we right. were uh, talking to this uh, food truck today in a neighboring town. Uh, it was just it, he just started it a month ago, and it was Indian and Pakistani food. Mm. It's really good. But so he goes to two different cities that are on on two different sides of our town, but he doesn't go to our town, but he drives through it every day. <laughs> and we were trying to convince him that he should come here as well. But it's like, there's already a line. He's running out of food in the first half hour. It's like, I'm telling him, oh, wow. you, know, you should you should launch in our town. It's like, why? Why should I do that? <laughs> he's too busy to launch in a new town right now. Like he's, yeah. It's an awesome place to be. Yeah. I like seeing that in like, in the real world, <laughs> like the physical world there's so many analogies yeah yeah and and, you know with software we expect it's scalable and it is more much more scalable and summit is going to have a supply side problem that we're sort of creating a supply supply side problem on purpose now where we're going to need other people to build calculators for people and sell them to people and all of that but that's that's fine like we're we're going to be the supplier for now using our own tooling to build these things but we're going to show the world how they can do that and profit from it too and then we can kind of step away and let the let the market take off 
that's the dream that's the goal yeah that sounds pretty pretty sweet (laughs) (laughs) yeah how are you doing man i'm good um just really busy as well uh busy enough that i almost forgot about Flow until i thought about them (laughs) i do have them in my notes but i was kind of freestyling and i was just wanted to hear about your launch you know so um i will talk about Flow a little bit now yeah because they are the sponsor for three months because they're a season sponsor which is uh really nice of them and we interviewed the founder david on the podcast so we interviewed we did a one and a half hour interview that we're dripping out in three parts the two first already out they're really popular and they got good download numbers and um the third episode is going to be really good as well so uh, people should stay tuned for that and if they want to check out itchuflow which is a really interesting tool for you know building out learning material for your organization um, if you want to train someone to do a certain thing, uh, if it has an as- aspect of learning by doing, peer reviewing, um, Eduflow is really cool for that. You can t- tie together a lot of different tools and services uh, and create these interactive learning experiences. Uh, people should check it out. And uh, they should do it by going to eduflow.com slash out of beta because there's a really generous discount for our listeners because... Eduflow are great people. And uh, yeah, the interview is really good. So if you skipped it because you're like, it's a sponsored interview, I don't want to listen to it. It's not really a sponsored interview. Like I would have done the interview even if if we weren't paid. <laughs> it's it's an interesting tale. Uh, it is a very, it's just yes. like really good startup content. Mm-hmm. It's got all this stuff. Everything. Yes. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Eat your so, heart out. Uh, that's Eduflow. Great stuff. Um. Now to my uh, how I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm. So I'm busy because I'm doing the Tailwind job uh, that I talked about a while back. Um, I'm helping them launch a job board and run that job board as well. And right now, actually, kind of like looking into in general, like what can we kind of do to work with companies more? So um, um, I'm kind of trying to right now i'm actually more trying to just find companies to talk to so i think i'll end up getting on a lot of calls um just like talk to companies that are using tailwind learn more about them and kind of see if uh so i guess i'm like the business development guy at tailwind right now (laughs) which is (laughs) kind of a good job for me honestly i kind of enjoy it um but yeah that's taking off a lot of my time but most um the most like or the biggest thing that i really haven't figured out yet it's just like the practicality of context switching is um, like mentally I can do it. If I know what I need to do, I can do it because I'm like in a really good space with work right now. I work a lot and I just kind of I just kind of do what I need to do and it feels good. But from a, like a very like practical point of view, like my whole like to do setup, task setup, calendar setup is just broken <laughs> because mm. it was a very reform focused and um so it's just like, you know, the Tailwind stuff shouldn't live inside of the Reform Notion, for example. And Reform stuff shouldn't end up in the Tailwind base camp. And I have my own, like, notion for stuff that's related to Tailwind because I don't, I like that more than base camp. And, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's just every, everything is just, like, spread out in different tools and lists. And yeah. so actually this week I've been spending quite some time just, like, trying to come up with some, like, mission control <laughs> thing 
Mm. And that's what I'm calling it right now in Notion. <laughs> just to keep track of everything. Because there's also just life stuff. And um, so many things like taxes and and everything kind of like, unless I'm just going to be like stressed out and forget how the stuff needs to be in some sort of glorified <laughs> view yeah. where I can have like the godlike image of everything. <laughs> and mm-hmm. oh yeah, the big picture basically. Uh, so I've been playing around with Notion a bunch. There's actually a lot you can do in Notion with formulas and um it's been an interesting like no code journey. But I think I'm I where I landed is like I I kind of expected today to talk about this huge like task system I've built in Notion that can handle like recurring tasks and to-do items hmm. and you know re- you know tasks that I need to do different days of the week and <laughs> it's it's really complicated but it's actually it ended up being so complicated that I'm not really confident that it works <laughs> so um <laughs> nice I've I'm kind of in the middle of scratching that and just moving everything to to-doist which is a hmm. to-do mm-hmm. uh, list thing that I've enjoyed uh, recently I never really found a good place for my to-dos after Wonderlist was killed by Microsoft. Mm. Um, but Todoist I've been using for a few months and I and I kind of like it. So I think my end goal for this week is to get literally everything into Todoist, including syncing all calendar events and everything. <laughs> Even like things in my private life and the work life and everything just needs to be in one view in there. And I'm actually, like I'm, I'm taking work time to make that work because it's, it's actually holding me back <laughs> yeah that's important yeah so, uh, saw. yeah I, f- I feel like that ended up being really boring but when i put it on my list i was still you know on the notion task list system <laughs> and i was gonna brag about it but i actually don't really <laughs> like it anymore <laughs> um, well yeah it is what it yeah is. you can't win all the time yeah <laughs> um yeah so um but on reform, we're making so much progress. It's it's awesome. really exciting, honestly. Um, on the on the business side of reform right now, it's like kind of depressing. Like we we barely get any new customers. It's mm. um, mm-hmm. we get a lot of signups, but they don't really convert. So I think like our pricing model is completely broken, and um, our positioning is really bad. Like there's just some stuff that's like completely broken and, and I'm not trying to fix it. And it's been a huge relief to basically tell myself, I feel like I know where we want to go. I feel like I know what we need to do to get there. It's going to change everything anyways. Like the way we talk about the product, uh, maybe even the way we price it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've kind of like, in the past few weeks just allowed myself to basically just let go of the current thing and I, I feel like you've been there with summit as well so basically like you know normally if it was as slow as it is right now i would be thinking about it okay can we launch something on product hunt can we uh, ship a blog post can we send in a product update can we send an email about something can we like what can it do to just like get things going right now and it's honestly felt really good to just be like it's okay. Like <laughs> we're making a ton of progress building the thing that we think people actually want and make the product much better and talking to the people that want that and and um and just kind of 
Yeah, I just I just feel like we have had this like ship that was about to sink, and we've just been like trying to like fix all the holes, and it's just been like really stressful, and we couldn't really move forward or anything because we were just kind of being held back by that. But now we're just like, okay, let's let it sink, and then we'll figure it out. Like we'll start mm. from scratch or whatever, even mm. though we aren't starting from scratch. So it's not the perfect metaphor, but it's it's just allowed me to like kind of make the progress that we or allowed us to make the progress that we need and kind of stop stressing about um making the thing we have right now work um and kind of think a little big again um good and then the nice thing is when we've done that as i talked about last time like we're kind of we're just like making things happen and we're just figuring out solutions and all the big things that were like almost like impossible to see how they fit into like running reform and all the other things that we felt like we had to do every day for like marketing or um fixing little things here and there like they just didn't fit in and they just felt huge in our heads but now when we're actually like taking the time to like okay let's just do one at a time let's just let's just do this then we're figuring out simple solutions and we're forcing ourselves to do that and making a ton of progress. So like we've shipped some really cool features around Logic this week. And it's <laughs> it's all the stuff that people have been telling us. Like I want to use Reform for X use case. Um, mm-hmm. That's like a really um, high value use case. Like it's, you know, how they get new leads or it's mm-hmm. like uh, how they, you know, get new customers onboarded into their business. But I need mm-hmm. this these three features and i feel like we're building these three features right now um so we're making a ton of progress on all the logic stuff um and and we have this focus now i think unofficially on like sales and marketing so i have conversations with people that kind of fit into that use case and even about some potential partnerships and stuff that's really exciting um the logic stuff that we're building right now, like jump to this page if this condition is true or, you know, submit the form and redirect them to this URL. is like, it's some of it is really hard to build. And there's like an easy way to build it where you just add a ton of stuff and you just, you just add like drop downs and check boxes and uh, pages and uh, text errors with code. And like, so you just, you're just turning it into like a glorified like database and code view. Um, that's not what we want to do for reform because that's not really what reform is about. Mm. Um, so trying to like make sure we cover all the use cases and, but still build something that like is really easy to use is really difficult. Like we're really like we're just getting on several calls every day just trying to like figure out how this little thing should work. Um and you know bjorn is like opening a pr building some sort of prototype scratch that like start a new branch like try a new thing um that's never gonna work um and yeah but then eventually like we just we've just been able to come up with a simpler solution like today um we're trying to figure out how to do it's a it's kind of like the final piece for all this logic stuff is how can you have multiple different outcomes once this form is submitted? So like on page, you have five pages, but if they say this thing on page two and you get to page, and then after page three, you want to, you know, redirect them somewhere or like show a variation of the, 
of the thank you page. And we just, we've talked about it for two days now. Bjorn has been in Figma and prototyping and like writing code. And I just kept telling him like, I feel like you're thinking about the right things. Like, and I, I think you're doing it. I think it's great, but it feels completely wrong. Like there is, it's too complicated. And every time it feels complicated, if we spend a few more hours or a few more days, we always find a simple solution. And then it just came to us like just nice. before this call actually. Like, <laughs> and we we're like, hmm. The, so the solution in this case was like, what if you don't have multiple different thank you pages, but you just have multiple different redirects? Redirects are easy because people just paste the URL and you just kind of like end the for loop and send the the person somewhere that, like based on that URL. Whereas the custom thank you page is like, okay, but where do you edit it? And how do you mm -hmm. then go back to the logic screen again? And how is that not confusing? And then kind of like what I realized is like, if we just give people all the variables and like kind of code they need, the same landing page can just based on, you know, some if else or like some variables be a different landing page. Um, I love it. And the thing that's really nice about that is we don't have to change anything in our data structure, which is always <laughs> our golden standard because we still mm -hmm. only have one thank you page, which is kind of hard coded into the data structure right now. And it was just one of those, it's like, okay, it took us a day to find out, but now it's going to take a day max to build instead of a week or something. And it's not going to break a bunch of things because it's the same data structure. And even if it breaks something, we can easily fix it because it's easy to understand. And it probably covered 95% of all the use cases that people need it for. And um, that's, that's awesome. really been our mantra. <laughs> like, don't give up. If it feels hard, don't give up. Like, just keep figuring out how to make it simpler. Yeah, that's really good. So to make sure I understand, this means that if I have, say, a Savvy Cal page, and then I have yep. an enterprise contact form page that's already in HubSpot for some reason, and then I have a landing page that's really perfect for people who want to do something else. I have these sort of, what you might say is I have sort of target destinations, ideal destinations already for a variety of folks. Your yeah. V1 could basically just say, which one of those things do you want to send somebody to? And yeah. why not? Yeah, so the thing you couldn't that? do is like have three mm -hmm. confirmation pages. But on your one confirmation page, you could just use variables to like customize the text there. Mm -hmm. um, and even so, like you could still hack it together, is something we realized. Like you oftentimes, like if you just add the enough like little um, you know, nubs and dials that people can hack stuff together. Mm -hmm. For example, like Bjorn suggested, you could just create like two other forms with different confirmation pages and just redirect straight to those confirmation pages. Or you could even redirect to like a confirmation page on your own website, which might be right, nice right. in many cases. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I, I like anything where you can move a little bit away from, you know, sometimes the complexity it kind of explodes when you go to the next step right yeah so if you can just take one step back and dramatically reduce complexity by maybe giving the user a little bit more flexibility yeah then you kind of win in two ways like they get flexibility and you also yeah. don't have to deal with that kind of explosion of of things that's yeah just through that door <laughs> it's like yeah and they yeah. when you think about it, like redirecting to the confirmation page is also a redirect <laughs> 
So it's all just redirects anyways. So if, great. as long as people can kind of control those redirects, they can basically do whatever they want. That's they awesome. can figure out a way. And mm-hmm. and what I, the main kind of like, you know, the, the thing that kind of sealed the deal here was, you know, when this is, this keeps the same data structure. That's a huge win. And, and I think it solves like 95% of the use cases people have. That's my understanding. But also, like, if it doesn't, we can still later on decide that it's worth adding multiple confirmation pages. Mm-hmm. If that turns out to be important, like, we're not limiting ourselves. We're just holding off doing something that we probably don't need anyways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really nice when you have those kind of realizations. <laughs> um, yeah, are fun. Still- it, 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 it's funny. I, I just want to say, like, mines are funny things because you and Bjorn are operating sort of in a different plane or space now which is like more fun more productive and better for the business and your users but you're the same people right that you were however long ago but you've gone through this sort of journey transition now where I think it's great like it, it the, the fact that it was this this was available to you but you sort of didn't know how to get into this zone that you're in now, but now you're back in it. Yeah. That's great, man. It's really good. Yeah. We had another good one. Um, cause we're, we're still like trying to do the help scout driven development. If you want, like, mm-hmm. um, to keep the momentum as well. Like it's important for us to not just like, you know, apologize for not having a feature and move on, like just make sure we, so, so one uh, feature request came in and, um, they it was at the same time that you asked for more financial stuff so they needed like a dollar field so Mm -hmm. we shipped that and then i I emailed them and was like hey we now have a dollar field um and you know it has a dollar sign and then on the other side it has you it says usd and and then he messaged me back and he's like we're about to send out this form but we can't send it out right now because uh some of our customers are in australia (laughs) so can you um, can you make a version without the USD? <laughs> and then at first we're like, uh, it sounds silly, but it wasn't as easy as it sounds to like change that because we kind of like now had this um, this concept of of currencies and how they worked, and you know, mm-hmm. in our head, like, okay, so people would have people would need to be able to change what's before and after, and all these complicated things. And then, so I actually told him like that's probably going to take us a bit more time uh, than than we we can justify spending on it right now. So maybe you'll just have to use like a num- normal number field or something, which kind of sucked. And then it just it really nagged me. And I, and then Bjorn was like, "What if we just had another no?" So first he just said, "Oh, our customers are in Australia." So then we shipped an an Australian currency and a few other currencies. And he was like, hey, we in like two hours, you know, ship the thing you asked for and and expected him to be like really excited. And he was like, no, some of our customers are in Australia and some of them are in the US, but they're filling out the same form. So we needed to only say dollar sign, but not specify which oh. one. And then we were like kind of giving up. But then Bjorn was like, well, well after we gave up, Bjorn was like, hey, what if we had a just a currency that was like dollars, but not... US dollars or Canadian dollars or Australian dollars. 
mm-hmm. and it just had like an empty string as the second part. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's amazing. And then so like 10 minutes later, I emailed him, hey, we also also now have like a generic dollar thing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. it, it This actually reminds me of the uh, the phrase that uh, came up on Art of Products not that long ago. Um, conversation between Ben and Penelope where they're talking about what are you really trying to do? Which is which is gets asked within engineering teams at companies or should be actually not just engineering companies teams but somebody comes to you and says I want to do X even with prospects and customers it's the same thing it's like they say they want currency support and it'd be so easy to run off and build something that satisfies that spec (laughs) and then what she really says like what are you really trying to do and the person says oh I just want the symbol to be a part of this string here thing and I'll just give you a symbol you're like Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that's cool because now if somebody wants like a degree symbol for some strange reason, I guess they could put in a little circle instead. Like it doesn't mean what you thought it meant at all. It's not yeah. about, it's not about this category of things. It's actually about this category of things. And I'm not saying that was exactly what happened here, but it, with a customer request like that, you talk about help scouts driven it's so easy for us to run off and think that they want something that uh, is just way harder to build potentially as well, right? Yeah. So that's cool. But yeah, closing that, you know, instead of just like replying like, sir, we don't support that and kind of actually building that, it just, Mm -hmm. it means the world to them. Absolutely. It's great. Um, And I think my point was we can satisfy, I think we can satisfy these requests sometimes without either building the grand thing or without building a hack, which is like technical debt. Yeah. If you can actually find the thing that solves their need. The right data model, basically. Isn't correct. Yeah, it's not technical debt, but it's also not this overblown astronaut architecture thing. It's like simple, flexible. It's like the stupid solution. Then everybody wins, like you said, because you're like, well, this meets the need and we can extend it later. That's the yeah. Goldilocks, right? Cool, man. Exactly, yeah. Excited for you. Um, I don't know if you have a hard stop now. I don't. Okay, because I, I want to talk just a little bit about our SEO stuff, because we're still uh, yeah. doing that. It's uh, it's so like it's still not producing a lot of traffic, but the rankings are, are starting to happen. And mm. it's... I don't know why, but I'm having so much fun with the SEO stuff, just like tracking it in Ahrefs and, you know, working on the pages and stuff like that. We're yeah. we're doing this kind of like the strategy right now is pages for different templates. And basically what we're doing is we have an agency that are, is writing FAQ articles for us because FAQs are amazing because no one reads them really. So you, you don't really have to like, care too much about what's in there <laughs> because mm. so it ends up being most it ends up being like a version of you know the good old days where you had just had white text on the page to satisfy google and, and rank <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we actually uh. do collapse these um so, yeah so that's going to be an interesting part of the that's experiment yeah but yeah so we're churning out a lot of these and um i feel like that agency is like the perfect balance of um 
of not spending too much time like getting the perfect content and just like getting something out there that covers all the bases and has the right keywords and just to see if Google picks it up. And we had one um, that wasn't ranking for anything and it was like, a, it was more competitive than the keywords that I had originally found to go after. Cause mm-hmm. so this agency, they also just, it's kind of like, they looked at my keywords and I'm like, yeah, I'm, they normally charge for keyword research, but it's like, I'm gonna generate a new list <laughs> basically. Uh, which is fine so like in the end I was like he's just gonna run with it and that's fine you know then yeah, yeah. he's also kind of like responsible in a sense and um, it's good so some of his keywords are a little bit more competitive than I w- was kind of like first what I was looking for mm. but one of them um, it just we so I it wasn't even in well it was indexed technically but you would have to like search for the URL or something to find it. It, ha- it didn't have any ranking. So in Ahrefs, it just says like plus 100. So that means it's like after page 10 in Google, right? So like no one would ever, ever find that. And and then I posted it on Friday uh, or like updated the page that we had for it with the new content. And then on Monday, I got an email from Ahrefs that it was now ranking number 20, mm. which was like, that's like a pretty good place to start, you know? for uh for a new keyword you're going after and you know i know this is not going to happen all the time and there's still a long way up to like being in the top three or something like that but definitely like there's something about like this kind of like the seo strategy that we've been following in the past few months that is working and that google for some reason is liking our domain because we are a form builder we have a ton of incoming links which Mm -hmm. helps a lot of course Mm -hmm. but uh yeah this is like, uh, I'm looking at everything right now from like an SEO perspective. Any like business I run into or any like business idea or any real life problem I have, I think about it from like an SEO <laughs> point of view right now. It's one of the only <laughs> things I can think about. Yeah, that, that's your mental model right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you actually start to look at your uh, pantry this way. You're like, okay. What's the search intent here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're looking for a snack, but what are the first 10? <laughs> and why are they this way? Uh, yeah. That's that's amazing. So I, it's inspiring. Um, I actually have to throw in, uh, not to sort of re-steer this to be about Summit, but I will say I've been thinking more about this than I normally do. I'm normally kind of an SEO antagonist, I would have to say, because I feel like a lot of this is like gray hat, soft underbelly of the internet kind of stuff, which rubs me the wrong way. However... It works. <laughs> and when it works, it's a beautiful thing. And it doesn't have to be that way. It could be like actually great. Um, so we definitely have been thinking a lot more about what keywords we want to rank for. And low code calculator is probably, it's very high on the list, you know, low code apps perhaps as well. And it was really, ex- it was satisfying to have a new marketing site where I actually got to think about this strategically for the first time in a while and say like, yeah, what what do we want to rank for? So all that yeah. to say, I, I think I'm getting drawn into your world. I'm just not quite at the point where like I have the goggles on and everything's an SEO <laughs> SEO problem. Yeah. But, but you like, I think when, I'm going to join you soon. go to Google and they search for like feature request form. Yeah. Feature request form template. Why not? It's because yeah. they want, they're in a situation and they realize they need a form for feature requests. Mm-hmm. And... And and like making sure that reform, 
you know, is what they see when they do that. And then they can like click two buttons and have a feature request form. Feels like a pretty good thing to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely a spectrum. Like <laughs> if you were doing SEO just to like make people take bad loans or get slight sign up for like bad credit cards or something like that it's not it's not a good thing mm-hmm. <laughs> um which is definitely a thing that people do um but yeah i don't know it's just a it's just the thing we have to do basically oh, absolutely <laughs> especially well, in our industry and and i, I will say like one thing that i think i think is kind of interesting about the way we do things now is like kind of with the seo stuff what i also like about it is we've kind of like flipped everything upside down so we are entirely focusing on the top of the funnel mm. and most of these keywords that we're trying to rank for we don't have any we don't have any templates or anything like that to support that so we started with just the, just having the urls with a like you know two paragraphs of content or something like that as basically just a placeholder. And a few of them actually got picked up in Google and did fairly well just with that. But, and then, so then the idea is basically the ones that we want to go after more seriously, then we can like slowly add more content to them and, and see if, if they actually rank, rank well. But we don't really need to actually go out and build all these templates until we see if people are... You know, it's kind of like the, yeah. the the good old like lean startup yeah. with like have yeah, a fake yeah. buy Smoke button. Test. That's kind of yeah. what we have. Like you can sign up for Reform and build your own form, but, but we don't have the templates. Yeah, we're just trying to see if we can carve out a piece of that market before we start mm-hmm. to do anything in the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, and that kind of makes it fun and scrappy and interesting. I think it's a very big, it's a very big space and a big opportunity for you guys. It makes and it makes perfect sense. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have fun sort of sipping the Kool-Aid here <laughs> as well as we, as we go. And you're going to teach me a bunch of stuff. So it's great. Thanks in advance. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes in, with my stuff. But uh, I'm having fun at least and have some, some good people helping me out. So um, Yeah, I was going to ask about that because you've had this sort of shift in thinking in a good sense um, around reform. But the... And and you did talk the last episode about how, yeah, I was really focused on marketing and top of funnel and just grow it. Let's let's just grow it was kind of the way you think you put it. But I think this answers the question I was going to have, which was: so are you not going to work on that at all? I think it's no, no, you are, yeah, but somebody else it, is. It comes back to like <laughs> the Michael Seipel when 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 he's asked at YC. Um, well, about this, like, running a startup is a it's a multivariate uh, function, right, or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. But and he has this example of like if 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 new founders and they move to San Francisco and they asked him like, do I should I take a shower or should I uh, go do number two in the bathroom? Or something? <laughs> like, well, you probably have to do both, both. <laughs> like, <laughs> and figure that out somehow. Yeah. So I feel like. We have this new increased focus on the product side. Bjorn is just doing an amazing job. He's just churning out stuff. He's got a great momentum. I'm trying not to disturb him too much and and just kind of be available, you know? Mm-hmm. But there's no, like, if it works, we'll want the SEO stuff and we will want it to have happened, you know, as soon as possible. And so, and, and if I could have started SEO when we started Reform a year ago, I would 
in hindsight. And this feels like my opportunity to not repeat that mistake, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because it takes time and it's a good use of my time right now to see if we can drum up demand in a really competitive space. Uh, and then if we can combine that with a much better product that people love and solves a lot of use cases so that, so that's the thing, like, you know, we want as high a possible or as high a high percentage of the people that come in from Google to be able to use the tool. Otherwise, it's kind of pointless, right? Mm -hmm. So you can kind of multiply the amount of traffic you can get from SEO with the amount of use cases that works in, in a sense, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think if you can figure out how to do this more programmatically at some point even, you could see a very long, a much bigger volume of low traffic you know, searches yeah. ending up with you. Niches, basically, of, you know, some person in a specific job has a form they need for a specific workflow or something, and there's just not a lot of content out there, and there's not a lot of yeah. tailored solutions. But Yeah. I mean, right now we're getting six to 8,000 words a month, which is, like, I feel like enough for right now. Um, mm -hmm. Ruben is kind of giving me a is, hard time about not getting links enough links right now. So, what does that mean exactly? You're publishing six to eight thousand words per month that you believe are relevant to searches that you want people to find you for. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's like literally 10 to twenty articles or FAQ pages about mm -hmm. you know high intent search searches. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So people googling like. Um, employee leave request form for example that's like a real thing right. that people google yeah it's great or a 360 review form mm -hmm. or demo request form or right right I'm giving all my good keywords but people can uh -huh. kind of figure it out on their own i had this form builder sitting around and i was trying to figure out what keywords <laughs> i should be using and then peter just told me on the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah good luck i think uh I'm excited about this and I'm learning a ton. Like I feel like Bjorn and I are like learning a lot right now. So it's good. no matter what happens, it feels like a pretty good use of our time. Great. Yeah. Cool, man. Appreciate cool, cool. the update. Yeah. Good, uh, good to catch up and uh, good luck on uh, launching more. Uh, Thank you. The, the hard launch. <laughs> yeah. Less soft <laughs> version. The easier <laughs> The easier <laughs> hard launch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, man. Take it easy. Cool. See you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.